Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Therapeutic Counseling. This is Carolyn Smith Mormon, LPC. I'm a counselor here in the Dallas, Texas area and the Carrollton, Texas area. Currently, I am a teletherapy therapist. <laughs> I am currently working from my home in Dallas and I am quote unquote seeing my clients via teletherapy. So that's been a very interesting um, way to do my life these days. Today's topic for our podcast is COVID-19 hacks and our mental health during the shutdown. So let's start with what are some of the mental health implications that we need to think about during this time? Um, those of us who deal with mental health issues, even when we are not in a pandemic, you need to understand that there's a very good chance that some of your symptoms may flare up or be triggered during a pandemic. Some of you who've not really ever experienced ongoing mental health issues might all of a sudden start experiencing it because we're not in a normal time period. So for example, let's start with anxiety. Anxiety is probably the number one mental health concern that we are dealing with during this pandemic. They took a survey of Chinese citizens back in February and they found out that almost 43% of the citizens were experiencing unusually high anxiety symptoms during the outbreak. A poll taken by the Kaiser Family Foundation found out that these are the number one fears that people are going through during this shutdown. That you or somebody in your family will get sick. That all of your investments, such as retirement or college savings, will be negatively impacted. You'll lose your income during this, or maybe you already have lost your income during this, or reduced hours. You will not be able to afford testing or treatment if you need it. You'll, you'll be putting yourself at risk to the virus if you do stay if you don't stay home and you miss work. So all of these are concerns that many of us are going through. If you have issues with OCD, in particular, obsessions can uh, really come about during a pandemic. In a situation like this, it's easy to become obsessive about a disease that is sort of out of control. Um, you start to get contamination obsessions, you know, and, and you get unwanted intrusive thoughts about everything you're touching is dirty and needs washing and cleaning and sterilizing. I've had my own issues with, uh, you know, wanting to clean everything. It's kind of calmed down over the past three weeks, but it was pretty, uh, pretty much in full tilt boogie there for a while. Another mental illness issue that comes about during a pandemic is loneliness. This social distancing is tough on many of us. Um, I know for my husband and me, it's just the two of us for the past three weeks. We've, we've pretty much not really gotten out and gone into any other buildings for like two or three weeks. Um, I stopped working at my job in the counseling office about mm, 12 days ago, maybe 13 days ago. And so other than exercising outside, I've been here at home with him. And so loneliness can set in 
Um, I have several friends that are social distancing all on their own. So this can, you know, lead to understandably new heightened amounts of loneliness, which can infect, can affect our mental health and our physical health. It can lead to depression. There's also a certain amount of PTSD that occurs during a breakout like this. So one of the things that I have been trying to talk with all of my clients about over the past week that I've been doing teletherapy is to make sure every day that you create time for solitary activities. So that might be reading or painting or drawing or crocheting or knitting or um, some kind of creative craft that you do all by yourself in a piece of that, in the part of the house all by yourself and then make some time for some social activities. And obviously we can't be, you know, face to face, but for example, last um, Friday, I met a friend at her pool and we sat six feet away from each other and we sat out by her pool and we enjoyed about an hour long talk. And while we were there, several other people in, uh, joined in with us from six feet distance. And it was a lot of fun. We even came up with a two or three person book club that we're gonna do via Zoom. So there are all sorts of social activities that you can get involved in, but it might take you being a little creative about it. I've tried to check in with all my friends and family at least once via FaceTime. Um, also make time every day for some necessary activities, such as cleaning or baking. Um, that Those are things that we need to do on a daily basis. And most importantly, make sure every day you make time for physical activity. Um, I have been very diligent about getting outside and getting my walk uh, somewhere between 45 and 50 minutes every day. That is so good for your mental health. Um, I've been sick with some kind of uh, upper respiratory virus. No, it wasn't COVID, but boy, was I a little worried about that. Uh, so I, I haven't been able to walk for three or four days, but I'm thinking maybe tomorrow I'll get back out there again. So let's talk about some things that you do have control over in this very uncontrollable situation. You have control over staying calm. I know several days ago when I was running a little fever, when I found out I had a sinus infection, you know, of course, where my mind went that I had um, COVID-19. And then I started researching on the CDC, what was the difference between the symptoms of COVID-19 and sinus infection? And it became pretty clear I had a sinus infection and it was gonna cause a small uh, temperature and it did. So learning to stay calm is your number one source for keeping your mental health stable. Number two, breathing. Practice deep, calm breathing every day. Um, you know, I'm always promoting some meditative breathing and mindful breathing where you sit alone and breathe in through your nose, hold it and out through your uh, mouth. So there's the, the four, four, eight breath where you breathe in for the count of four, you hold it in for the count of four and you breathe out slowly to the count of eight. Another thing that you can do to stay control in control is to wash your hands on the regular basis. But when I say wash your hands on, the re on a regular basis, I don't mean every five minutes. I mean, you know, if you're staying in the house, maybe once an hour, 
wash your hands. So I've read that you're supposed to wash your hands at least 20 seconds, which is like happy birthday. But I have found a playlist that people have suggested. So here are some ideas of some quick little songs you could sing while you are washing your hands. Love on Top by Beyonce. Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Jolene by Dolly Parton. Somewhere Over the Rainbow uh, from The Wizard of Oz. Um, Hands Clean by Alanis Morissette. That's a good one. Um, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, which is also a very good song to learn if you're learning to do CPR. It's got that same rhythm. Um, Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Raspberry Beret by Prince. There you go. Uh, And Love Shack by the B-52s. They even have playlists now on Spotify that you can play so that you know how long to wash the backs of your hands and the tops of your hands a couple of times a day. So also, if you are going to have to go out, you can wear a mask. There have been some pros and cons about wearing a mask. Like right now, while I'm sick, if I had to go out, I would definitely wear a mask because I don't want to risk getting sick, sicker than I already am. And on top of soap and water, which by the way, this virus really responds well to being broken up by soap and water. And then you're supposed to follow up by disinfecting and sanitizing. I just heard this yesterday on um, some uh, woman who runs the Echos company, and she said first soap and water that this virus responds well to it, and then sanitize. And most importantly, I'm saying this for several of my clients who they've come to me with these concerns because they're in the 40s and 50s age range, age range, and they have kids at home that don't take this virus as seriously as they would like them to. This has been from the CDC. Don't leave your home if you don't have to. We are in shelter in place. This is an extreme measure for an extreme situation. And every time we cheat and go out and and go to the grocery stores more, you know, more than once a week, or go hang out at a crowded place, or go hang out with our friends, and then come back into the home, we are risking getting everybody in our family sick. So it is an extreme measure for a reason. So make sure that you honor the three to six feet distance with people. Um, I do that with everybody except for my husband because he and I both have sort of hunkered down here together in this so we don't have to keep the three to six foot distance but anybody else who has come around us we keep the three to six foot distance. Also try to stay stocked up on your food so that it'll last you two to four weeks. Stop going into those grocery stores. Stop going into the drug stores all the time. Every time you go out there you're running the risk of bringing the COVID virus into your home and affecting yourself and others. So these are things you can control in this uncontrollable situation. And I like this next thought, learn to enjoy solitude. And I have to admit, the first week of these last two to three weeks of being in shelter in place and and, and being serious about all this, I was very antsy about staying home so much. I am used to going and blowing and being like a little butterfly. That's what my 
friend Sherry Blake says I'm a, a little butterfly and that I move around a lot and I have to be busy. And so I really struggled with this whole being alone, enjoying my solitude, even though I am an introvert. So I did a little research on this and here's what we know. Humans are afraid of being alone. It's in our nature. Still, we can learn to not just tolerate, but we can even enjoy solitude and quiet. You can learn to get meditative and focus on your personal growth, or even just go back to learning to do some things you used to enjoy, like baking bread has become big now, and crocheting and knitting and painting. This is all seeing a wave of increase. I'm seeing people learn to play the guitar and the piano during this time. So there are some silver linings to this whole shelter in place. Um, this is a really good time to start going back to just indulging in your daydreams. Don't you remember when you were a little kid and you could just look out the window on a long car drive and let your mind go? Try doing that again. Learn to master your mind and stay calm. And the last idea that I want to promote for you to have uh, control over yourself during this is to think of this. There's someone that I really love, his book, Viktor Frankl, and he wrote a book after he had been, uh, he had survived the Holocaust and he became a psychologist. And he had this one message above all other messages. He said, optimism is what really drives the human spirit forward. Together we can get through this. Do your part, have faith, don't give up. Here's a nice quote from Viktor Frankl. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And my friends, that's exactly what we're challenged to do right now, is to change our behavior so that all of us can get through this tough time. I borrowed some of my ideas from um, a, a blogger named Nicholas Goke on the Medium uh, blogging platform. And I uh, have followed several of his um, blogs. He's pretty good. And I want to thank you for listening to these COVID-19 hacks and mental health during shutdown. Thank you for continuing to uh, listen to my podcast. Um, I did take a little break from it for a while and uh, I'm back. I'm ready to go again. So remember, if you are experiencing anxiety or depression or you just need somebody to talk out some things with, most of the therapists out there are now using teletherapy. This is a great time if you've always wanted to get into therapy. This is a great time to do it. It's kind of a safe way to stick your foot in the water. And like I said, you could go on Psychology Today or you could call any of your local therapy office offices. And most therapists are signed up with some kind of teletherapy uh, network that they can take your insurance or they can make a rate for you that's affordable. It's a good time to do it. I hope you're taking good care of yourself. We're going to get through this. Until the next time, thanks for listening.